0: if you have very minimal boundaries and you're overly compromising for other people, you'll end up with relationships that are not honest or authentic, that are not nourishing to you or to the other person really, because it's not real, and you'll be filled with resentment. Welcome to wise On this show, we combine modern neuroscience with ancient wisdom so you can master your emotions, heal your relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita. I'm a Harvard-trained physician and a double board certified psychiatrist. And my passion is to teach you the tools that help me create the life of my dreams. Let's get started. Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you all doing? I am doing fantastic. This week we are in California. We just moved to California for a year for my um wife who got into Stanford a prestigious fellowship that she's going to be doing here for a year. And so we all moved to Palo Alto and we've been here for one week now exactly and I love it. The sun is always shining. We rented this beautiful home that has lemon trees and lime trees and oranges and apples in the backyard. And there are farmers markets just two-minute walk from here. So we are enjoying this time so far. The only thing that I am not enjoying is the fact that I miss my friendships and relationships back home in Connecticut. So we've been FaceTiming with some of our friends and uh, just sharing how life has been so far for us in the first week in California. And our daughter who's four, just started her first day of school today, preschool. We took a week to just have her get used to the new place and the new home and found some parks nearby and did a couple of play dates with kids in her class. And that helped her prepare. And we went and visited her school and spent some time there with the teachers and touring the school. So today she had a pretty easy transition. She did great. And I'm really, really proud of that. Proud of her. All right, so today I wanted to talk to you guys about a question that often comes up, okay? Many of our clients inside our um, Masters of Faith Sisterhood uh, or Mastery, which is our monthly membership program, this question comes up quite a bit where someone asks me, should I stay or should I leave this relationship or this marriage? And sometimes it's not even a romantic relationship, right? Sometimes it's, my mom and I are having a really difficult time. Should I continue this relationship or should I take a break or cut it off? It might come up with relate with regard to a sibling, a colleague, a close friend. Most often though, it comes up with regard to a romantic relationship or a marriage. And the question is, to me, essentially, a debate between connection, versus self-preservation and self-expression. And there's the push back and forth of which one is going to win. Should I stay for the hope of future connection? Or should I leave and give up the things that we have built so far for the sake of self-preservation and self-expression? And what I will tell you is that both are important. Think about it. If you were only going to make decisions based on self-preservation and self-expression, you will need everybody around you to fit in with your mental models and your moods and your opinions and your values at any time. And most of the time, other people won't fit in with our mental models because they have their own mental models in that moment. And so when we think that we should cut off people because of that, we'll end up cutting off a lot of people and living a small and somewhat isolated life. On the other extreme, if you have very minimal boundaries and you're overly compromising for other people, you'll end up with relationships that are not honest or authentic, that are not nourishing to you or to the other person, really, because it's not real and you'll be filled with resentment. So both extremes are not conducive to a wise life, okay? First, I want you to take away that point that is not either or. With that in the background, these are some questions that had someone told me a few years ago, it would have really helped me, okay? Before I met my current spouse, I was in a relationship with somebody for about, I think, close to three years, And she was wonderful. Like, she taught me a lot. And I mean that in a genuine way, not in a, oh, my God, it was so terrible. And I learned so much about, you know, how not to be, right? I don't mean that in a sarcastic way. Genuinely, this person taught me a lot. And I grew and deepened as a person because of that relationship. I'm forever grateful. However, there were also some red flags that should have alerted both of us that this relationship was not going to be good for us. And I wish that someone had walked me through these questions at that time. So if you are dealing with any situation or somebody you know is dealing with a should I stay or should I leave question in their minds, please share this podcast with them because it may help them as well. Okay, so the number one question, okay, is is there any verbal degradation and or physical aggression the words that i use here is important degradation to me is not the same as someone raising their voice often disagreeing with my opinion telling me that i'm wrong all of those are not pleasant but i don't see that as verbal degradation When I say verbal degradation, it is consistently putting down the value and worth of another person. So if someone is saying that I am stupid a lot or saying that, you know, I'm only lovable because that person loves me. And if it wasn't for them, I would not have anyone who loves me or that something is inherently wrong with me on a core level. If I hear that repeatedly in a relationship, it is a red flag to me that I should pause and ask myself the question, is this the kind of relationship that I want to be in long term? Now, here's the thing. I may still choose yes, free will, right? I may still choose yes, but I want to do it consciously and I want to ask myself why? If I say yes, why? And whatever the reason that I'm choosing to say yes for, I want to like that reason, okay? I want to be okay with that reason. So, for example, I may choose to still stay because, let's say, in my mind, this person is an excellent parent, co-parent. And so, for me, that's a valid reason. I like that reason, so I'm going to stay. I still want to be honest with myself that this is not a good relationship for me. So I don't want to delude myself into pretending because that lack of integrity is going to wear down on my soul. So if I choose a reason where I say because of that reason, I'm still going to stay. I have to like that reason and I still have to be conscious and honest about the other aspects of that relationship that are not working for me and either have an honest conversation with the person and or arrange my life in such a way that I can still take care of my needs, okay? The other aspect is physical aggression. I say aggression, not violence, because many of my clients, um, some of my friends even, have tolerated physical aggression and made excuses for it until it becomes violence. So, for example, you may think in your mind, well, he was just blocking my way because he wanted to finish talking about that issue. Or he threw something toward me, but not at me. It didn't actually hit me. Um, It was because I brought up this really sensitive topic. And he was in my face because he hadn't slept for several days right? All of these physical aggression signs, when we rationalize them, it's a red flag because eventually research tells us that it will turn into outright violence. So if there is physical aggression of any kind, it is a red flag. Again, I ask myself the question, is this the relationship that I want to be in? Is this the kind of relationship that I want to be in long term? If I still choose to stay, I have to ask myself why and I have to like that reason and still be honest about the parts that I don't like and make sure that I arrange my life to face those parts and take care of myself because that's my responsibility, okay? So that's the first question. Is there constant verbal degradation and or any physical aggression? Second question to ask yourself is, Is there repetitive secrecy or lying about major issues to do with trust in the relationship? So for example, if your spouse flirts with other people and you don't like it, but it's not a secret, that is a different issue, right? That's an issue of negotiation. However, if your spouse is having affairs behind your back and you find out and it's been going on for a while that requires a deeper level of the capacity to maintain secrets over a longer period of time again none of this is a definite you should leave right some people Fidelity is so important that it's a huge red flag and they may choose to leave. Some other people, depending on your uh, value system, your cultural upbringing, your feelings for this person, right? You may choose to not leave. So none of these are absolute, okay? And we know that because different people will choose different responses. So these are all just things for you to think about, Right, You may make a different choice than I would or my friend would or your sister would. And that is okay. So if there's repetitive lying secrecy over important things that both of you had an implicit agreement on that violates your trust, it is a red flag. And again, you want to ask yourself the question, is this something that... I'm willing to live with. Is this kind of relationship something I'm willing to live with? And only you know the answer to that question. And if it's a yes, then you want to ask yourself, why? Why am I willing to stay in this despite this event? And you want to ask yourself that question and see if you like the reason. So if you say, well, because, you know, it'll be embarrassing to get a divorce ask yourself, do I like that reason? Is that reason in alignment with my values? Is that a reason that I'd be proud of on my deathbed? Only you can answer that, right? So that's the second question to ask yourself. The third question is, do I have or have I ever had physical attraction to my spouse? Now, research shows that even if you have lost physical attraction to your spouse, Right, if you had in the beginning, there's a good chance that you can get that feeling back, and that's important because in any relationship, there will come times sometimes weeks, sometimes months, where you lose that spark, and part of being in a long term relationship is learning how to reignite that spark where whoever it is with, right If you leave this relationship and go to another relationship, that also will lose its spark at some time and We want to learn how to reignite that. So if you had it at any one time, it is reignitable. If you never had it, it's very difficult to create that because it's not something that we have much conscious control over, right? So again, this is not a be-all, end-all, black and white kind of question. There are people who may still choose to stay in a relationship for many other reasons even if they don't feel physical attraction and have never felt physical attraction. As long as you like the reason why you're still choosing to stay and that reason is in alignment with your values, great, you get to choose. It's your life, right? I would urge you to be honest with your spouse so that they can also decide, is this the kind of marriage that I want to be in? But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself first and you have to decide. And if you do want to stay or leave, ask yourself why and do I like that reason? So that's the third question to ask yourself is around physical attraction. The fourth question is around celebrations, which is something that many of us don't think about. People often ask me, you know, when I'm struggling I have a hard time having my spouse respond to me in the way that I want. But we don't think about when I'm happy, am I able to celebrate that with my spouse, even if it's over a small thing. And the corollary is also when I'm struggling, can I share that with my spouse? Let's say I had a really rough day or I'm feeling really scared about something or I'm feeling nervous about something outside of the relationship right i'm worried about our child and their emotional struggles at school i'm worried about my mom and i had an argument with her and i don't know if i like my job these sort of things am i able to share with my spouse so that's the fourth question am i able to celebrate small and big things with my spouse and the corollary is am i able to share things that stress me that's outside of the relationship with my spouse and if it's a no Then again, it's a red flag and you get to ask yourself, do I want to stay in a relationship like this long-term? And whatever your answer is, you ask yourself why and make sure that that reason is in alignment with your values. And finally, am I able to share concerns I have about the relationship with my spouse without them shutting down for weeks on end or blowing up. So, if I'm scared to bring up even small things, for example, hey, could you put the coffee cups in the sink, and I worry that that person will get mad and will not talk to me for days on end or they will be an explosion, that's a red flag. Now, does that mean that they can't be disappointed or huff and puff about it or roll their eyes or be annoyed for a few minutes. No, they're, they're allowed to feel whatever they feel. Right. But if it is a several days of shutdown or explosiveness, that then affects me long term. And that's a red flag. And I want to think through, again, the question of, is this the kind of relationship that I want long-term, yes or no, and why, and make sure that that reason is something that I like and it's in alignment with my values, okay? So those are the five questions that I want you to ask yourself, or if you have someone who's going through something, send this podcast episode to them, share it with them so they can think through these questions for themselves. Remember, none of us can decide for someone else. None of these are absolute you know if it is this then you have to leave or you have to stay it is for you to think through and decide for yourself again quick summary number 1 is there verbal degradation or physical aggression number 2 is there secrecy or lying around important things to do with trust number 3 do i feel physically attracted or have i ever felt physically attracted to this person number 4 Can I share small and big celebrations with them? And the corollary, can I share things that stress me out outside of the relationship with this person? Doesn't mean that they will have the exact reaction that I want, but are they willing to hear it? That's the question. Number five is, can I share concerns about the relationship itself without the other person shutting down for days or weeks on end and or exploding? These are the five questions. Now, the the sixth bonus question is probably the most important one, and that is, am I doing any of these five things? In other words, have I cleaned up my side of the street first? So, if you are saying um, things that might hurt the other person's feelings, and you persist in doing that because you tell yourself, well, if that person hadn't said this, that, and this, or hadn't done these things, then I wouldn't be saying that. So it's okay because they did it first. No, it is not. Because in their head, you did something first. So you still have to ask yourself, no matter what the other person is doing or not, am I doing any of these things? Okay. Am I lying or keeping things in secret? Am I happy for them when they're happy about something and showing up when they're stressed about something outside of the relationship? Can they bring up concerns about me or the relationship without me shutting down for days on end or getting explosive defensive and blaming them back? Do I throw things or stop them from leaving the room? Right? And finally, the physical attraction piece. You want to ask yourself these questions, irrespective of what the other person is doing, and make sure that if you are doing any of these things, you need to clean up your side of the street first. Because otherwise, even if you leave and go to another relationship, when the other relationship disappoints you, because it will, because everybody will disappoint you at some point, and you will disappoint them at some point. That's part and parcel of living in close quarters with another adult. Sometimes they will disappoint us and sometimes we'll disappoint them. When that happens in your next relationship, you will end up repeating these same patterns. So if you are doing any of these, clean up your side of the street first. Get help. Okay. All right. So I hope you found that useful. I wish somebody had shared this with me when I was debating whether to stay or leave in some of my relationships, even in my 30s, these questions would have really helped me either choose to stay and be clear about why I'm choosing that and to be honest and integrity with myself, or choose to leave and do that in a compassionate, loving, honest way. Either way, I've been proud of the way I'd handled it. And I wish that If you or someone you know is debating through these questions, I hope going through this framework helps you make a choice that is an integrity and that has you feeling proud on your deathbed. All right, my friends, take care. Have a great rest of the day and hope your week is fantastic. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope that you enjoyed the show and that you're leaving with some great takeaways and maybe even some breakthroughs. If you're ready to master these tools and apply them to your life, come join us in Mastery. It's our monthly membership program where we help you customize these tools to your life. Plus, we coach you and support you along the way. You can get all the details at bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. That's one word, no space, masters of fate. bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. The link is in the show notes. I hope to see you there.